Welcome to My Bible Study, a verse-by-verse devotional study through the Bible with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. In this unique series, Pastor Bob takes you through the Bible just a few verses at a time. No preaching, just a simple Bible reading with examples and explanations of the meaning behind the scriptures. My Bible Study will take you from Genesis chapter 1 all the way through the book of Revelation. Now, here is Pastor Bob Thibodeau. How many of you had to quit a job and move to a new town in order to take a better job? And you were hoping and praying that this new job would really work out. You know, I hate change. That's me personally. I do not like change in my life. My family understands that completely. You're so old-fashioned, Dad. But that's what I am comfortable with, all right? Some of you are the same way. You know, if you had to pack up and quit your job, pack up, move the family to a new town, maybe all the way across the country, you're hoping this new job is as good as what it sounds like it was. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing it. You're, you know, you're hoping that you find a nice home. You're hoping that the kids have nice schools, you know, that they make nice friends. You're hoping and praying it all works out because you can't go back to what it was. Everything is going to be new. You know, you don't even know your way around town. You got to learn that. All the sites, all the places you need to go, doctors, and other, everything is new. That takes courage to do that and a resolve and a decision to not look back and second guess this, this anymore. We're just moving forward. Well, for Noah to leave the ark, it was the same thing. It meant embarking on a new life with new dangers, but new opportunities. Noah and his family came out first. That wasn't easy either. I mean, if it had been me, I said, okay, it looks like the ground's dry. Tell you what we're going to do. Uh, Mr. Elephant, you know, slap it on the rear end, say, why don't you go out there first? Take a look around. And then watch and see if it sinks in the mud. All right? Maybe the ground isn't as solid as what we think. It looks, it appears like there's grass out there, but maybe it's still all mud underneath. You, you don't, he, Noah didn't know. But he didn't do that. Noah led the way. And his family followed, the Bible says. After he made sure, you know, that he, he made, he let all the animals off the ark in an orderly fashion. He just didn't open up all the gates and create a stampede off the ark. No. Just as he organized them going on, he organized them going off as well. It wasn't something that happened in two hours. But that took courage as well, didn't it? I mean, if something went bad, he'd have to deal with it. So he made sure it was done in an orderly manner. You know, faith means taking the next step and then trusting God with the results. It's, it's a paradox of life, really, because even though the ark was smelly, and cramped, even though our life may have things in it we don't enjoy, we're afraid to leave it because it represents the known. It 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 represents what we've come to expect to be normal. Sometimes we pray for a change in our circumstances, and when the moment comes, we're so overwhelmed with fear that we're paralyzed. And unable to move. That's why, like in the military, you train the way you will fight. You know, if everyone just worked in the office environment, 
for 10, 15 years. And maybe once a year go out and shoot their weapons once or twice, you know, just to requalify. And that's the only experience they had leaving an office environment. And then the war comes and they're required to survive out in the open, never having any, you know, uh, hard shelter that, you know, they, they sleep in tents or, or, you know, little pup tent things they call shelter halves uh, and operate in wet, cold, miserable conditions perhaps months and years at a time. If they've never been exposed to that environment, how are they going to survive? That's why in the military you train in the environment what you're going to fight. We used to say when I was in the cavalry, uh, you know, we train to be wet, cold, and miserable, and we're getting good at it, right? But I digress. Leaving the known, even though it's cramped and smelly and you want out of that environment, it's still the known. And by faith, Noah led his family from the known into the unknown. Perhaps we should add something to Hebrews chapter 11, you know, the Hall of Fame, Faith Hall of Fame. Why don't we put in there, by faith, Noah built the ark. By faith, Noah entered the ark. And by faith, Noah left the ark. Which one was harder? Right? When it was time for him to build the ark, he did it by faith but he was still living at home. When it came time to enter the ark, he did it by faith. Like, okay, well, God says it's time for us to get on there because all this stuff's going to happen. Let's go. We're going. We're safe. And then all hell broke loose. The whole world was destroyed. Now God says, all right, time to get off. Get off the boat. Go back on land. You know, he's experienced, you know, and understands and conceptualizes what the world happened, what, you know, what happened? Everything's gone. Everything's changed. What's this new world going to be like? That was harder for him to leave. I mean, both can be difficult. You know, some of us are stuck because we know it's time to move forward, but we're afraid to take that first step. God blessed Noah, who knew when to get on the boat, and God blessed Noah when it was time to get off the boat. He understood it's time to leave. Praise God. Now, then it says in verse 20, Noah built an altar to God. Then, let's turn over there. Noah built an altar to God. Amen? Taking some of the clean animals, clean birds, he sacrificed burnt offerings. The sequence of events very important here. God tells Noah to leave the ark. So Noah leaves the ark. But the first thing he does after stepping on dry ground is start to build an altar to the Lord. Praise God. Think about this. Catch this. Not many people would have done that on their first act of getting off that ark. I can imagine some, some folks running around kicking up their heels. Yeehaw! Oh, we're finally off that stinky boat. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, let's run around. What's over here? What's over here? Let's go over here. What's over there? What's this tree? Well, they didn't do that. Not Noah. His first act was to publicly thank God for his deliverance. Just like the ten lepers who were cured by Jesus and only one came back to give thanks, he was made whole. The others were healed. 
he was made whole. Leprosy, you know, fingers falling off, noses falling off, ears falling off. Well, the leprosy was gone, but the damages were still there. This one leper, realizing that the leprosy was gone, came back and knelt at Jesus' feet and worshipped him, thanking him. And Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. The guy looked down and his fingers were back. Touched his nose that had been missing. His ears are back. That's what it means. Noah, the first thing he did was gather up some things to make an altar for God. Hallelujah. Noah took time to build this altar and then to take some of the animals that God had preserved and sacrifice them to God. Remember we talked about this, you know, why there were seven of some animals because one was going to be used as a sacrifice. The offering represented his complete surrender, his total dedication to God. After the flood, Noah could see that God was not only a God of wrath, but a God of mercy. Praise the Lord. Amen. Don't shut me down when I'm preaching good. Hallelujah. Noah recognized he owed everything to God because it was God who warned him. You know, remember, God says, we're just going to wipe this thing out. You know, it repents me. Not repented that he created man, but repented. It was made God sorry that the whole earth had fallen into such a bad situation. But he's seen Noah and how he is being faithful. So God recognized he owed everything to him. God warned him. God told him how to build the ark. He, God's the one who designed the ark. God's the one who called all the animals from the face of the planet and, to the ark and organized them and led them up the ramp. God's the one who shut the door to the ark. God's the one who preserved the ark through the flood. God's the one who brought the ark to rest in a safe space. Imagine if you know the ark rested on the edge of a cliff. No, it rested in a safe space. It was God who told Noah when it was safe to leave the ark. God did it all. Noah's just along for the ride, literally. Often the same things happen with us. God makes the provision, and we go along for the ride. But then we think we did it, and we don't give God any of the glory that he deserves. Noah did not do that. Take note on that. The first thing he did was acknowledge that God had done it all. Amen. Glory to God. Now, this is an Old Testament picture of salvation by grace alone. Noah added nothing to the equation. Even the strength and the perseverance he physically had to build the ark, the wisdom and the knowledge he had to build the ark, the skills he had to build the ark, came from God. Noah can take no credit for anything. But by his offering, he signifies that God has delivered him and his family. His offering is a way of saying, by rights, I should have perished in the flood too. But God, in his mercy, delivered me. Hallelujah. What a challenge this is for us to remember God and all that we do. Remember your creator in the days of your youth, Ecclesiastes 12.1. We are to remember God in our early days while we have the strength and energy and all of life still stretches out before us. If we remember God in our youth, we're less likely to forget him when we're old. And I see that happening all the time. In your youth, remember God. In your marriage, remember God. 
in your victories and in your defeats, remember God. In your joys and in your sorrows, remember God. In your sickness and in your health, remember God. In your old age, remember God. And in your dying moments, remember God. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 51 verse 50 instructs us to remember the Lord when you're in a distant land. In its original setting, these words applied to the Jewish exiles that had been taken from their homeland in Judea and carried into captivity in Babylon. They were now far from home in a new culture, surrounded by people that did not share their faith, facing every day the twin temptations of despair and compromise. How did they survive? Well, the answer is clear. Don't forget God. Remember who you are. Remember whose you are. Remember where you came from. Remember the Lord who's with you even now in your anguish and in your humiliation. It's a good word for us today in the culture we live in. The distant land for some Christians means that you are far removed from family and friends. Some of you have moved away from your family and friends to attend school or college, take a job, maybe even clear across the country. Now you're separated from your Christian friends. You're separated from the support of your family. You're separated from your church that you're used to. You're away from mom and dad, maybe for the first time, away from a family that can hold you accountable. It could be easy to, it could be easy to give in and turn away. Perhaps you're starting a new school or a new stage of school career, or starting a new job or moving to a new neighborhood even, keeping the job, moving to a new neighborhood. Perhaps you've just gotten married or perhaps you're single again. Life for you has suddenly changed drastically. And the familiar patterns of life has disappeared. Now everything's different. You're being cut off from your roots. Watch out. This is the time of enormous spiritual danger. Do not listen to the whisper of the devil who says, don't worry about it. No one's going to know. Your so-called friends, they've forgotten all about you. Remember the Lord in your distant land. Remember the Lord who saved you. Remember the Lord who forgave you. Remember the Lord who loves you. Remember the Lord who is with you even now and whatever you're going through. No matter what you're going through, no matter where you're at, no matter what curveball life is throwing at you, no matter how in despair you are right now, no matter what the devil's saying to you right now, no matter the pain you're going through right now, no matter the heartache you have right now, no matter the sorrow, stay true to God. Now is the time to remember God, not tomorrow, today. Don't let this moment go by. Thank God today for his provision. Your motto should be, I will remember the Lord. Take the time to give thanks. Build an altar where you are, where you can meet the Lord each and every day. I have my office here. I come in here every single morning and meet the Lord. Amen. Taking time to pray. Taking time to study the Word. You need to do the same. You need to have a place. I don't care if it's your bedroom or your car. Speak to the Lord every day. Bless the name of the Lord. Do it publicly. There's nothing wrong with that. Remember the God who remembers you. He will be your joy and your comfort in this life and in the life to come. Amen. Glory to God. Oh, look at the time. Praise the Lord. Well, maybe he's waiting on you to cry out to him. Think about the Hebrews in Exodus. They had been in bondage for 400 years. But what did God tell Moses? The cry of the children has come up to him. You have to cry out to God. Do so today. Cry out to Jesus. Call him, call on him to come and be 
Praise the Lord. He'll answer your prayer. He will. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Oh, praise God. Folks, be blessed. Thank you for joining Pastor Bob as he leads you verse by verse through the Bible in this series called My Bible Study. We pray this study will bring you closer to God and reveal His Word and His will for you through the Scriptures. We would consider it an honor and a blessing if you would support this outreach with your financial offerings. We have partnered with Patreon to offer you unique gifts and benefits for various levels of giving. Please visit our page on Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash my Bible study podcast, all one word. That link again is patreon.com forward slash my Bible study podcast, all one word. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.